With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space. And cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com. Hello, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Luke Regan, Adam Price. That Sorry, was, just, that, just, that was just, a wave. Yeah, wave. I was going to say, that wasn't very good for podcast, I did wave. There we go. If you do set up a webcam in here, then you would have saw that. <laughs> good evening. And Alex Moore. Hello. As well. Uh, on, the, on the podcast this week, number 233, we're going to talk about the game against QPR. We're going to wrap up the latest transfer rumours. And we're going to talk about news, which is basically just about injuries. Firstly, Sunday night, we dabbled on hashtag Wolves Rumble. Um, so we know a lot of you out there really like the fact that we compare Wolves to wrestling. So, um, or, we, be... or we just don't really care. Yeah. We just do it anyway. I think, that, 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 I think that's really the train of thought we've got. So we did a fantasy version of the Royal Rumble, second year in the row, if it was cons- if it was involved with former... I'm, current... so, I'm so gutted I was in Dublin and didn't see this. <laughs> if, it was, if it involved current, former, or anyone else to do with Wolves... We did it on Twitter, and it, it took off more than I thought. It's a hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Was Silas the surprise entrant at number six? Uh, no, we didn't do it one to thirty because I didn't have the time. <laughs> That's we a commitment. So we, did, so we did selected highlights. Okay, so who did. was the final entrant? So um, I won't give you a blow by blow, but um, oh, at one point, uh, well, I'll, get, I'll tell you what happened at the end, um, and show you an interesting gif that we uh, we got today. Um, <laughs> So we did, we did a tweet about uh, Dave Edwards um, giving the diamond cutter to Ewan Roberts <laughs> in, which, in which Dave no, Edwards... Dave Edwards wouldn't Dave Edwards would not have a standstill finisher. Dave Edwards would blatantly have a running finisher. Got to be like a clothesline or something. Agreed. But then from that, Dave Edwards then tweeted, uh, brilliant entertainment for this evening. I've turned Netflix off so I don't get distracted. <laughs> so so that's full attention. We carried on with that. Uh, right at the end, it was between uh, Jack Price and uh, Jelly Van Damme. With, you, with, you, you know, with, with, Jez, on, with Jez Moxie as his manager. Okay, <laughs> who's who's manager? Yellow Van Damme. Yeah. Okay, so basically, you convert, you compare Yellow Van Damme to Brock Lesnar. It's the nearest comparison I could have done. <laughs> Paul Heyman and Jez Moxie. Jez Moxie. And you've got a... da- if you've got you've got Daniel Bryan in Jack Price. Yes, because he's about, they're about the same height and they've both got beards. Basically, and that's the nearest good gifts I could have found as well. Yes. We kind of tweeted that final two match. Jack Royce, obviously. Who won. got the most eliminations? Because that would have been compared with Kane. I didn't go into that much detail. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I'd have done this. No. Steve Ball delivered a stunner to Boris Johnson. We had that as well. 
Roger Johnson would have like, Roger Johnson would have got go away heat and not heel heat. We also had Akimi last year's winner doing really well until when the buzzer went to zero. Yeah. Nobody turned up to the ring, only for Mikey Burroughs to take his uh, commentary set off, run the ring, and push Akimi out for the shock of the night. And then McCary to jump in, <laughs> sneaky Mikey Burroughs. And then for McCary to jump in and give the bro kick to uh, Mikey Burroughs. This is how much detail went into it. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home later and read them. If you haven't seen these, honestly, give it a try. Go on Twitter, hashtag Wolves Rumble. Can go from start to finish and relive the glory of Sunday night. So much so, <laughs> Jack Price was so happy to have won the title. Yeah, please tell me that we got him. this gift from Wolves today. Walking into the training <laughs> and obviously you can't see this. If you go on the artificial uh, Twitter page, at artificial Wolves Twitter page, you will see a gif which starts. By saying, at Jacko8, which is his Twitter handle, walking into the training after winning the Wolves fancast, Wolves Rumble-like, and you see a gif of him walking into the training ground with a WWE title. Unfortunately, belt. holding the belt upside down. Yeah, that's still. We'll give him that. We'll give him that. We'll give him that. Can, can, we, can we tweet Jack from the fancast account and ask him if he bought that belt specifically or if he already had it? Because I'll be honest, I'll be more impressed if he already had it. Let's just imagine he did. Yes! Let's okay. just imagine that Akimi gave it him. As he should. No, no, because yeah. no, last year's Rumble, didn't, last year's winner didn't win the, um, the didn't, didn't win the belts. Oh, okay. He went to Wolvermania. Mm. But Jack Price <laughs> will be going to Wolvermania uh, <laughs> April 3rd, but who would he face? That's for another day. <laughs> Alex has been sitting in the corner oh, thinking, what got, has happened I here? I have a clue about wrestling, so I'm just sitting there being quiet. So if you want to enjoy, really that, that... This is a fan cast, you don't have to know anything <laughs> no. to say something. Luke, Yum Yum Luke's been doing that for about four years. <laughs> So at hashtag Wolves Rumble, you can really leave that all. Um, and thanks for everyone who tweeted and got involved. It was uh, it was quite fun. Uh, a Sunday night entertainment. Uh, right, let's go back and see. So I'm genuinely, genuinely good. It was probably better than the QPR game. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably better than sitting in a bar in Dublin. Good. Oh, I think this is better over here. Sorry, Des. <laughs> this is a bit where most people have just scrolled through. Yeah. When, when are they going to stop talking? When they, there we go. Right, let's talk about news. And the recent news is that both Dave Edwards and Mikhail Giro are out with more long-term injuries. Giro is out for six weeks with a calf injury. Giro is out for a week. Uh, six Origi- weeks. Originally. Now. Initially. Yeah. Initially was out for the QPR game. Now he's out for six weeks. And Dave Edwards is out for 12 weeks with a broken metatarsal. Although he's recently had surgery uh, today of Tuesday uh, to help speed along that process. Gentlemen, more blows, more injuries. What's going on? It's, got, it's at the point there where it's, it's the only emotion I've got left is just laughter. Do you, think, do you think pathetic laughter? Yeah. Do you think that there's some sort of like fearing that feeling that this season's kind of a lame duck as it is? Should we just get all of their injuries out of the way for the next six years and hope that we don't get any more in the future? Because that's the only logic I can put to it. But how could we do that? How could we... I didn't say it was logic. <laughs> I did say it was logic. Go around injuring the yeah, <laughs> That's the logic. Just turn up to the train going with a crowbar, right, lads? <laughs> Let's get this out of the way. If this is FIFA, you would have just restarted the season by now. Yeah. If this off. get this, I'm not yeah. doing this anymore. This is crap. It's a good I thing I saved it. before I started this game. <laughs> Let's talk about um, how much of an impact those players being. Now, Dave Edwards once again caught in mixed opinions. I'm like the number ten, aren't we? Hmm? It's just so so player. I mean, he took him off on Saturday against QPR and brought George Savile on. Hmm. George Savile was playing number ten. Can you really see George Savile playing number 10 for 10, 12 weeks? And I believe before people say, I don't believe Jed Wallace can be recalled because he's on an emergency loan. Which runs out... It's 28 day though, isn't it? Yeah, but he's weeks, been there about two or three weeks. So, yeah. so I'll be the game after the Bolton game. And whichever it's whatever, Jed's time to show you. But Edward's probably in our act for the rest of the season, you would think. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, I think he's, he's generally quite a fit bloke, so I think I think he'll... I think he'll be determined to get fit for the Euros as well. There's he's no got, way yeah, he's got to miss that. 
Early April then. Yeah, early April, got a, got a month. Mm. Last knock-ins end of the season. But and let's face it, we do know that Dave tends to play better when he's making an impact towards the end of a game. So let's just change that to the end of a season and hope that he comes in and scores a player for Arnold. Giro, out for only six weeks. So he's going to be back perhaps end of February or start March. on Twitter said oh, he's going to be the new Bakari and he's like, oh, for God's sake. He's getting <laughs> No, because he's already scored more goals. He's played less the, um, All the Polish fans, when they were signed, um, um, there were some comments about him being dire. When, uh, after, when, when those subsided, the secondary wave of comments from the Polish fans were, he's very injury prone. Oh, so right. I thought, oh great. Uh, and then that's obviously proven two games in, which is a shame. I don't think he's he injury prone. I think it was just, it was unfortunate really. How did he get injured? Was he just... It's hard to, to assess how bad of an impact uh, Giro will be. Because, it, okay, he scored three goals in two games, but... You know, you know, I can't get it, there's, a, there's just a goal threat there. We're obviously lacking anyway. That we're what, what, what now? What, what players have we actually got left in our forward positions? Who have we got? I'm going to have to take my boots to next Tuesday because at this rate, I might get on the bench. We got Jimmy Bullard's apprentice because we got a striker who can't be Jimmy Bullard. <laughs> yeah, that just, wasn't that wasn't that good. Was embarrassing. That's not a good appetizer for the. That, you know what I'll say though? That was a, they were hard tasks. Mm. Yeah, That's what I mentioned last week. I think that, some they, of them they, they were pressing, but he lost to Jimmy. He lost they to were, Jimmy but he lost to Jimmy Bullard. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's been in arms celebrity. Right, let's go back to first team. Uh, Siggy is still around, but he wasn't there for QPR because I think his back was still playing. Up. Apparently, he agitated his on Friday. Mm. So. Uh, and then we got Bright as well up front. <laughs> well, we... <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, again, it's, it's we like, got Liam McAlinden back then. Mm. I doubt nice. he's going to be. He's not going to be there, is he? No, I think it just highlights the the need, which we'll talk about in a bit, for strikers in the January transfer window. And Afobi's already scored two goals for Bournemouth. We re- whilst the money was good, and I appreciate that, we should have said, until we've got someone, no. I don't think that was ever going to happen. That's not the, that's we not, that's not the Wolves' way, is it? No. We should have. I think that's it's not the Wolves' way, but it's the right way. I think one of the last home games before we left. Until we get someone. We had we had Afobi playing in front of them, we had three strikers on the bench. Now we have, we've only got... Last Grant Holt doesn't count. On, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but the last I, I'd fancy my chances in a bleak test against Grant Holt. Right, we've got enough midfielders though. Oh, yeah, Jacket yeah. loves to stop Paul midfielders. We love, we love a yeah, We've got, we got a load of midfielders, but no number ten. McDonald in the number ten role. That's what this is going to come to. I dream of a team of midfielders one day. Whole team. Connor Cody as number ten. Connor Cody's playing on right wing. He was like the new. I still don't get that. I really don't get that. It's up there when Carl Court played right wing and yeah. Frankowski played up top. Um, Nathan Burr might be rubbing his hands now thinking he might get a start. Uh, God knows what he's doing wrong not to get a chance. It's a bit strange, isn't it? He didn't come What's... on against QPR, did he? No, no, no he didn't. No. Even, even, even in, in the, the scenario, he didn't come on. So they're the they're recent injuries. Let's talk about transfer rumours. Uh, only a few days left to go before the end of the January transfer window. Wolves are still yet to sign any more players after the early purchase of uh, Jairo at the start of the window. I want to talk about outs firstly, and uh, another out that keeps cropping up is Van Lepara to Huddersfield. What Huddersfield, well, exactly. Huddersfield apparently look rumoured to looking to make a bid. Say, why would you say, given rumored. the fact that he's been one of our best performing players the last two or three games? But he before went those, to, before those I'm, games, you'd have happily said so. Yeah, exactly. I'm so. rumoured to be making a bid for Georgie Portrafficer or on lip sync, whatever it's called. But still, it don't mean lip it's going to happen. Whatever it's called, <laughs> lip sync battle. battle, whatever it's called. Yeah, <laughs> don't mean it's going to happen. You've got to be realistic and take into account what might actually happen. We can't sell. We've got a bloke playing up front who isn't actually a striker, mm. and he's the only player we've got. We can't sell him as well. 
That's, that's, that's the wolf's way. No, it's no, not. It's, that's the wolf's that's way. The if that way. happens, I'm going to go down there, break into Molyneux, and write a strongly worded letter. What about the security? <laughs> and leave, 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 leave in a random room somewhere <laughs> in Molyneux. One, you'll, you'll never know. <laughs> One, about the security, and two, about the transfer policy. What I love about that is that Regan's going to break into Molyneux, <laughs> rather smashy things will go, right... Angry, Dear Wolves, I'd like to complain are gonna, about... Are you going to write the letter before or after? No, I'll do it when I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Proving how bad the security is. Burst of the night and just sit down angrily. Write out a letter. I am disgusted at your customer service to us. Put it on Periscope. I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here in the international suite yeah. writing, writing this very strongly. No, 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 don't sit in the posh seats. Don't sit in the posh seats. But given the fact that like Alex had recalled that we were perhaps, um, many were happy, would have been happy to see him go before, what, November. That's I know he's been playing well, but if Wolves can get a bit of money yeah. for him, given the situation, it what's wouldn't the draw, surprise what's the draw, me. What's the draw for him to go to Huddersfield, really? I mean, Maybe I, he likes Northern girls. I guess he is a regular first teamer at the moment, but I guess he would he be is. guaranteed I get that. regular I get first teamer. And get... he could be the highest paid person there if they give him an attractive enough uh, incentive. I get what you're saying, in that he hasn't played, you know, he hasn't necessarily played that much. But at the same point, right now, that doesn't matter because until April, we've got no number 10. We've got a striker who, in the nicest will in the world, is more injury prone than Darren Anderton was. I was trying to think of a good analogy there and failed, I'll be honest. You know what I mean? mean? He makes Darren, he positively makes Darren Anderton look like a first team regular. Mm. We've got no recognised out and out striker, even. For when he is a backup to him, mm. other than Lavondra, and as Annick said, he's practically Jimmy Bullard's apprentice. So, mm. really, don't get me wrong. I think it would be suicidal given oh. the current situation and get, the lack of ink transfers. Better mind, I was saying just about what's the draw for Huddersfield. Weren't we about to sell into Bolton, Bolton and Leeds. start the season and then loan to Leeds? So maybe well, at that point he, he just, he, want, he he just, wants, that point, he just wants to go north. <laughs> Well, you found, you found his play going safe. Go north, <laughs> you'll get first in football there. So that's the only out at the moment at recording this. The ones that are coming in, um, conflicting reports of Tom Bradshaw and Rico Henry from Warsaw. I've not heard this. And well, I'll just... be honest, if Tom Bradshaw comes, because he's from Warsaw and they hate us for no apparent reason, small time, we're just... going to pay through the nose for him. And Wolves yeah. won't do that because we're tight-fisted. We are just discussing before we... Uh... We started that uh, it was tweeted that there's no interest in yeah. Bradshaw and Emery. Um, but would you would you take Tom Bradshaw and Rico Henry to no. Wolves? Tom Bradshaw's too slow. It's short and simple. Well, I'll be honest. That's based on negative football manager experiences with him, so I can't possibly comment. <laughs> he seems on the to be doing, Tom Bradshaw seems to be doing. I know. I know it's in League One, but he seems to be doing okay. Wolves. Well, that seems to be error target market League One, mm. isn't it? Because we certainly don't really get any players from above down. But I mean. I, to be fair, I can't really comment too much on Tom Bradshaw. I'm not, I'm not sure of his qualities. I don't know. He's scoring a lot of goals, which is something that we need right now. The Warsaw fans are expecting him to go somewhere, would be what I'd say, because they've mm-hmm. started to, they know a song that includes the line, and when we sell Tom Bradshaw. Right, okay. So they're expecting... That's positive of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be honest... Uh, Rico Henry, I don't really know anything I don't know about him. We, we were discussing whether or not it's Henry or Henry. Well, it would be Henry if it's FIFA, of course. Yes, thank you, Martin Tyler, for that. <laughs> <laughs> or the people at Fever who completely messed up 
They forgot to record Henry. I'll just put Henry there. No one. Like, would you have Kevin Foley back? Kevin Foley's gone to Ipswich for the rest of the season. Oh, yes. bugger Ipswich. There, <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Mick can spot a good player there. <laughs> Mick, just, Mick just thinks, I've had him before. I'll save on the yeah. scouting. Why not? I'll take yeah, him. Why not? Why not? I'll take it. I'll, they ain't scored that many goals recently, have they? I wonder if it's any more cultured from having spent five months in Copenhagen, yeah. I suppose. That's a random move, isn't it? <laughs> Does he play? He did, I think he did play for them. Yeah, he yeah. played about twice. I mean, what happened? Still experience. Yeah. Still experience. This is, a bit, this is a bit random, but I've actually got my Copenhagen scarf on me. Look at that. Yeah, see that see. Have you got a half and half Wolves Copenhagen? No, I've got, um, Good, we don't have to slap you now. <laughs> no, I've got AC Milan Juventus, but I was, I was contemplating and then just scarf I normally wears in the back of my girlfriend's car. My wolf scarf's in the back of my girlfriend's car. So the only scarf I had to bring me was Copenhagen scarf. Why are you wearing a scarf? It's warm. Well, it was raining and tipped to an eye lift. So <laughs> different weather conditions in Wolverhampton. <laughs> wherever you go, <laughs> what, what Wolves like to do in in January stockpile on academy players. Uh, they've already mm. bought in uh, Will Randall from Swindon Town and Are Aaron we? Collins from Newport. We may be breaking in Hakeem Odafin from Barnet and we've Brad. Are we, I think we've got him now. Yeah. We got him now. And Brad Walker from Hartlepool had a trial in the under twenty one game uh, defeat to Villa on Monday night. At least we might have a very good team in the future. So basically, <laughs> now, as that, tw- that tweet said, I don't know if we were on air when we said this, save all the money for the summer, keep bringing academy kids in, we'll just about stay up and then we'll go for it next year. People might be complaining about, again, we haven't at this time of recording bought any more players for January, but at least Wolves are positively preparing it's for the future. because we keep buying all these players for like, the younger team. and I mean, the under-18s are okay, but the under twenty ones are dreadful. Mm. Like, I think they've won like three games in about two years. So God, you keep buying. They're, they're at a higher level, though. No, that's the problem, really. It's generations. If you look at the generations where people like Bart and Price came from, that that year was yeah. outstanding. I think we got quite far in the under twenty ones Premier League. Perhaps this crop just isn't a you know that's standard, but we'll have another generation will be quite good. But at least again, Wolves are practically going out and going right, identifying people who could be quite good in the. But future. it'd be nice if they could identify someone for the first team <laughs> as well. They're looking so much at tomorrow. They're forgetting about today. And Ooh, that, oh, that was a good metaphor. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 that was strong. That was. That, that was oh, I'm going to grab some emotion and say it. Drink it in. Drink it in. <laughs> Put it on a poster. <laughs> but forget, still... Keep calm and carry on. Don't forget today when thinking about tomorrow. But it still can't be a bad thing, though. By, well, it's by not, it's not when, it, when you are improving the first team, but when all we're doing is just improving the under 21s and 18s, whatever, you need to. <laughs> We've got no, we've got no one left in the first team. We need to get some. I know some we're run shopping. by some shrewd businessmen. Thingies, they're that shrewd, they won't overpay. And the problem is, we're in a situation now where we're probably going to have to overpay to get someone, mm. and it's it's gonna it's gonna bite us in the arse. I can imagine when the wolves are after when, when there's a criteria laid out to buy a player. I can imagine that's be have to be a certain age or young because that's their target market, young player, we only go above a certain amount of money, say two million, because they probably think we bought Fabry for two million, let's probably get the same again for two million. We pay low wages, always have done. Mm. I mean, and just fact it all together. We, I what, don't know. What we I guess the criteria thing can go forward against you, can't it, really? I guess it's good to say we're not going to pay over the odds for players and be in a situation where fans go, I can't believe we paid five million for a guy who scored one goal in yeah, but games. Yeah, but But I guess you've got to speculate to accumulate Arsenal had a wage budget and then stopped believing in his wage budget and all of a sudden they're pushing for Premier League titles mm. 
Well, it's like with Derby, they spent, what's it, 20 million in the summer? and then... They've spent 25 mil this, so yeah. far. I mean, and and they're getting their old fear of success kicking yeah. in, aren't they, again? But, but that's so, the opposite. Again, that's, you know, you sp- if it, it's, it, you're always playing the risk, aren't you, in buying players? You can, you can play devil's advocate and say, just throwing money at it doesn't guarantee your success. Mm. You have to have the right mix and right players in. And I understand that. I, understand mm. that fully, I, want, I want the Wolves logic applied to everything apart from that we won't pay too much. And I, I, now, I'm, not, yeah. no, if, I'm saying if a player's worth two million, I'm not saying pay eight million for him. But at the minute, you might have to pay three and a half. Well, given the how close it is to the end of the window, and people know that we've got the Afobi money, price tag's just going to go up. I kind of think with that money, I, I reckon they're, they're putting some of that aside for running costs for next year. Because yeah. we have parachute payments for four years, yeah. that they finished this season, so next season we don't get any more parachute money. Parachute payments finished last season. No, no, we, it, we had this was the last year of eight million. We've had this conversation this before as well. I'm sure. I'm sure we had this last week. We did. Last, last year. No, no, we had two years of parachute for two, two, sixteen, two of eight. Right at WWFC Fancast Twitter, clarify the parachute payments, and we can tell Regan and Adam. On just press yeah. pause so we can go on the internet and have a look. Or no, someone just oh, do that. Oh, <laughs> press pause is rocky good for a piece. Um, um, yeah, well, yeah, it was. It was two years of sixteen, yeah. and then two years of eight. But I guess at that time. But there's like you said there. We've still got to realise we haven't got an owner who perhaps we don't know how much money he's going to put into the future. We've got to kind of be self-sufficient and we've got to be in this whole thing of not breaking financial fair play rules. And For the rest of January then, a few days left. I say By the time you list this, Wolves may have bought somebody, we don't know. But do you think there'll be any ins or outs by the end of the window for Wolves? Only if we do the okie okay. We might yeah, sign yeah. some sixteen-year-old from Kidderminster, but that's about it. No, so a, a fifth player to the list. Yeah, I don't it, yeah. think any ins or outs. We'll and make use of the loan market. Yes, that's what I predict as well. <laughs> so on Saturday, Wolves drew one all with QPR at Loftus Road, uh, and that was it, really, wasn't it? <laughs> should, we just, should we just leave it there? <laughs> so, leave it there. Da- Dave got injured. Yeah. We've got, we've got a lucky goal. Danny, yeah. Danny Bart did away a stupid free kick which they scored from. Although for everyone that tweeted me back, yes, I know Danny Bart wasn't to blame for even Ben Clandell not marking that blow, but he did give away the free kick. Well, Wolves conceded after two minutes by said free kick and then near the start of the second half, Jay, James Henry had a deflected shot which went in. Right at the end of the game, both teams could have had very good chances to win the game, but you perhaps would say a draw was a fair result. Would you say that, gentlemen? I would say that, yes. Good. It was a very poor game, and I can't I can't remember too much by the way of shots on target, meaningful shots on target. That is, um, I think first half was horrendously mm. dire. Not just because of the early goal that we let in, but just our overall play. It was just awful. It was a tale of two halves, wasn't it? First half, I think, quite poor. QPR could have easily won the game by half time. Uh, second half, we were very much on the front foot, and perhaps. We could have won the game, bar the QPR chance right at the end that hit the post and came yeah. out. Uh, let's talk about the goals firstly. QPRs, um, would, you, would you say it was Ebanks Landell to play them? Because yeah, I thought it was yeah. Danny Barnes. No, no, he, he lost him. Ebanks Landell lost him. Ebanks Landell, yeah, he completely lost him. But I thought both of them were quite shaky first half. They just didn't see, it mm. took them ages to settle into the game. You have to question Danny Barnes' tacticalness as well, boy. I mean, I know he likes a long pass. But if you get a long pass and Andal Fondra's up front, he's not slow. Put it over the top. The tactic I couldn't get, and he's he seemed to like he's doing it with the phobia as well. He's like he's hoofing the ball up to what we've got now. He's basically a five foot five against two six foot five um, 
big built defenders and you're thinking how on earth is that going to work when you've got Danny Bath humping these big useless balls up but it is it may, it may as well not be there in that formation yeah. it's never, I mean, never going to work I was, I was in Houston station after the game and Adam LaFondra walked past me and I thought I was going to say hello and get a picture but I thought no you're not worth it Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, what, what is it with footballers getting the train because I, like, I thought they were supposed to get on the bus it was strange that we went to Rotherham not Rotherham I'm sorry Doncaster in pre-season and Tommy Rowe was in the train station as well and we was like oh, don't you like anybody else don't you like the rest of the team I've, no, I, I remember when um, after, I remember after the Blues game a couple of my mates had, had a selfish with LaFondra and um, Grant Holt and that was it. That was at New Street Station. So I, I, I assume they must have. A lot of teams. I, I know. I know. They might be given the option if they if they want to be on a train or if they if they're off to somewhere else. Yeah, perhaps. a lot of teams do take the train down to like away games. They book, book up in the first class, yeah. characters away from the scum class. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> they're themselves. Economy class. Quite zone. You always see it in because um, obviously when you go to the London games, you always see a lot of the teams. You saw. I think the last one was um, against Charlton. I saw set of Southport. And all the players were like going back on the train with crates of beer, and you thinking, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Back in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second half, uh, James Henry's goal. Perhaps a lucky shot that went in, because oh. I don't think that would have gone in without the deflection. What Pele, white Pele. I mean, that, that shot was vision and placement <laughs> all over, wasn't it? I don't, how has that gone down a chance? Because he hits one defender, hits another, and then hits the goal. I thought he would have gone down to an goal. But, but was the shot on target initially? I don't know. No, I was, was going to say. Because that's, 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 about, that's, about foot before the defender. That's, that's the rule. If they think it's on target I initially. think it would have gone wide. I think it? if they can't prove it, they have to give them the credit. <laughs> they can't prove it. You know, if they can't say it was definitely going wide. We're going to give it an old goal, James. Can you prove it? Well, can you prove it? <laughs> Would well, it stand well. up in court? <laughs> I'll add that to my tally for the season. It's, Thank you very much. It's, it's like on FIFA. Like sometimes you'll you'll hit a goal and it may take a little deflection of get oh, on goal. Get lost. That's not a goal. <laughs> and then you can hit it. It's if one defender. It's the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper drops it in. Uh, James Henry's goal. He's like, get lost. This game's crap. Talk wheel away with your celebration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try all the combinations. <laughs> you can still celebrate now, even if it's an own goal. Can you? Yeah. Of course you can. It's great. They're um, still celebrating real life, don't they? <laughs> let's go on, let's celebrate. Go ahead, did a, what's that one where you fall over straight away? You just like hit the floor like Oh, you just stand just, up and lean yeah. on the floor, yeah. That one, do that one. That's everyone's favourite. Did anyone one. see the story a couple of weeks ago about people saying that Jairo's celebration against uh, Fulham, where he tried to do the knee slide but failed? Yeah. There was, was a story purpose. a couple of de- days later saying that he might have done it on purpose due to a FIFA celebration. Oh, really? But then Wolves actually tweeted us to say that they asked Zero this, and he actually hadn't done it on purpose as an accident, if you know what I mean. So he didn't do it accidentally on purpose. I love it how Wolves like know what we want to know. <laughs> they know that we don't really care about tactics. <laughs> we just want to know all these like really crazy little details. Mate, Jack Price these walked in the... with a WWE belt yeah. two days after we'd suggested he won the Wolves. Um, Alex's point on the, the hoof in the ball, do you think that might not be coming from management? I think if, if it wasn't, a genuine, a genuine tactic. Surely Kenny Jack's got to get to the point. Well, what the hell are you doing? Because you're doing it every single game, and like you probably be the old Alex Ferguson, Dave Beckham, kick the football, mm. move it to his head type thing. But it must be a tactic of mm. Kenny Jack because he's constantly doing it. He must do it at least 10, 15 times a game. And is there an argument that you know you look at the style of football we played and with Sacco, Fobi and Dico quite you know on the counter attacking, counter attacking. You can say you can't play that style of football with the team we've got at the moment, especially the team that played on Saturday so you're not going to play that so if hoofing the ball is perhaps the best 
way to yeah, play but it in the same at the same point you can't hoof it to someone that needs a step ladder to be mm. n- what's his name Anua Nedim Anua in the air what Anua did really well was he went back into the defend didn't he and waited for it to come down to his feet he, where just, he, he just stepped on him basically yeah. just where with Lafondi you can't blame him for that tactic because he especially with Cuba you could tell he was trying to control and he did actually control the ball a few times from I don't think he, you can't play I don't think he's a bad player I think and I've said this numerous times his speciality is coming on after 60-70 mm. minutes in the Solskjaer role in so much as trying to get you a goal to either see the game off or to get you back mm. into the game. I think you have to play that, to a specific like formation, a specific style of football to meet Lafondra. And when you look at the players that we had available to us at the start of the season, that's what we all suggested he was mm. going to be. He was going to come on to try and get yeah. you a guy after 70 minutes because he weren't going to start above Dico. And he weren't going to start above Fobie. He was a third choice striker by circumstances. And he was a pro- first choice striker. Yeah, and that's probably why he's not kicking off a bit being on the bench because mm. that's what he's brought him for. And I still think we'll keep him next year. What we'll buy him from? I Cardiff. think we'll buy him because I think that that's what they view him as. And I don't think you can. And I think it's naive to suggest really that he's not doing well because he's not doing what he was brought here to do. Mm. He's doing. The, he's making the best of a bad situation, really. He's but not really been given the chances of late. I mean, the last ten appearances have got to be like five, ten minutes at the end of the game. He's not. Yeah. I mean, he's not moaning. Which I mean, I, I have nothing but respect for him, really, because I mean, really, he's got. He's getting his head down, and when he mm. does have the opportunities, he does work hard. It's not like certain players that we've sold that I was getting frustrated with because they were walking back. You don't see him do that, mm. or not that half clocks. He he's, always look, looks like he. He's interested, and that's probably why he's successful in those seventy-eight, like those twenty minutes in the games, because he's always switched on. He and always looks like he's, he's trying, and he's perhaps frustrated because he's been given this opportunity, and he's probably got a bit of a stick from the soccer area and things. But he obviously just needs that goal, like Van der Parra, to hopefully get he's started. He's probably going to be frustrated the fact that he's he's, neg- he's going to have a run in the team, but he's in such a dire formation mm. and team. He's going to be he's going to be he's just chasing shadows. So we're now saying that Lafondra gets. More of a stick than he should. So on that note, Alex, next time you see Lafondra, will you have a selfie with him? I'll try. It, I'll there try. he <laughs> takes it back. He takes it, Adam. He takes it back. Like we you. talked him round. You're better than Jimmy Bullard. <laughs> Just about. Eat, I just want um, Lafondra to score and be like, eat that Bullard. <laughs> well, you know, if you get here's one for you, Adam. If you get your shirt printed with "Eat that Bullard" on underneath, and you take your shirt off, we'll pay you fine collectively. We will do, and also, oh yeah, because it's actually banned, isn't it? From FIFA, it's, FIFA, it's a FIFA rule, isn't it? Uh, shirts under your shirt. Yeah, that's what. That's Messages what... on the shirt. On the, yeah, on... So when uh, Lafondra does score and he reveals that shirt, and we have to pay the fine, and we find out the fine's actually ten thousand pounds. Then we'll yeah. run away. <laughs> He's on his own then. He's on his own. Then. The um, I want to talk about Van Lepera. Another great performance. Perhaps yeah, one of the best quite, performance on the pitch. Quite good. I'm he really should be impressive. starting to prove some doubt is wrong. I enjoyed his performance. Alex? Yeah, it was, it was all right. And a lot of the fans in the stand as well was quite positive about him. Mm. But he was, the, he was the only one doing anything mm. really. I mean, McDonald's was, just seemed doing his normal stuff. Connor Cody was a bit lost. Edwards was trying but not getting anywhere. And then he was the only one seriously doing anything. Mm. And James Henry was—he's hit a miss. James Henry, I think. It was—I mean, there's reasons that Henry was talked about as a future England player when he was when he was a kid. He's a good footballer. I think he's got a good brain. He's got a good shot, but I don't think his pace ever developed. And I think sometimes he needs that pace to get past the player. I don't think he's necessarily that. He's not an out-and-out winger. He's a very slow. I winger, think he's—he should—he's the one that should be playing at ten. He did try it though, didn't he? Yeah, he was a bit poor in that yeah. role, but I don't think that was like the first time he's ever played. Yeah, there. you've got to give yeah. someone time yeah. to adapt to them circumstances. James Henry's almost like a Matt Jarvis. He he can do well on that last bit 
on the wing, he can have that burst. Once, he's, once he's behind the yeah. defender. He's not an out-and-out winger where he can run down the whole wing, which a lot of Van Le Parry could probably do. But the thing is, you'll get the best out of him then by having a 10. Who can mm. get the ball to him in those positions? I mean, the thing I think he always does well. You need a creative 10, don't you? Not yeah. like Dave Edwards isn't really number 10. If Dave honest. Edwards, and I've said this many, many, many times. He's the best footballer in the world. Just leave it there. And, and, so, and bear in mind, he tweeted the fan cast because he was following the fan cast account. No, not, no, not, no, not no, 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 this is positive. <laughs> he's someone that we all dream of a team of. But yes. also, he's most. I think he's most effective when, kind of in the same situation as Vondrick, you bring him on after, 80, sorry, after 70 minutes, 65 minutes, because you want him to make an impact on mm-hmm. a game. How many times last season did we bring him on and he came in and got a header because he's fitter and fa- not faster in that situation because he his footballing brain's quite good. He'll get into positions. He just doesn't necessarily have the technical ability to put it on a sixpence for someone. He's a good player. He has his values and his virtues in certain situations. When people aren't being used in those situations, especially mm. even if even we can see it, you can't necessarily hold it against him. He's been asked to play number 10 for Wolves. He's tried his best. Now, as we said, we know he's in the technical number 10. So, in the circumstances when you can use him more effectively, that's when we should judge him. If, he's, if he is coming on after 70 minutes and then he's not doing it, which is when we expect him to work, maybe then you start to say, OK, Edwards has lost it or Edwards isn't quite the player he was. But while he's doing a job for the club, we should not be moaning at him. I think David Edwards seems to be a genuinely nice guy as well. He's, a, he, he's that kind of guy that if you're at work and you're feeling down, you just bring a cup of tea over for you. Just, <laughs> I just made that for you. There you go. And he's like, oh, thanks, Dave. That's really made my day. Excellent work right, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> he was in a, we went to France in pre-season after the first game. He was the, like, because it was a big racing track. And all after the game, there was about 50 fans there on the Wednesday game. And everybody just took, tootled off over to the other side of the pitch. He was the only player that came over. And like shook everybody for fans and and asked for photos and everything. It's the only one that done it. He asked you for photos. Well, I've got one on my phone, so. Oh, fair enough. Oh. Is that are you, Alex Wolf from Pancast? Yes. Oh, I'm gonna meet you. Hello. <laughs> I listen every week. I really do, sir. <laughs> Can you imagine if he actually called you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Calm down. Calm down, Dave. Um, well, Van Lepera, I think it was a dedicated. He just was hungry for the ball. He just wanted to get the ball every time and, and push forward. I thought it was very enthusiastic. The second half, as I we, we had some better chances. Edwards had that header, which was saved. Doty had that uh, shot outside the box, which has been another lovely goal. Um, did anyone else play well um, against QPO? Anyone that st- stood merit? Or should we do the uh, man of the match? I believe Van Leparo got the official uh, Sky man of the match of the week. Uh, it was weird as well. I don't know if you saw it on the cameras, but one of their fans called him over and had a picture with him. I don't know if he was a like, relative or whatnot. But like, well, just, a, just a fan of his work that day. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate well, your work today, sir. <laughs> you're, really, you're really amazing today. Can I have a picture? <laughs> but it's really strange. You just walk, this woman, come here, come here. No, only QPR players. It's a bit strange, isn't it? <laughs> um, Adam? Should man we the get match? the working man's man of the match? The work it, sitting through and watching the game? Yeah. Should we get the working man's man of the match? It, it, it was a toil to watch that game, wasn't it? It was a toil. Um, um, well, who are you going to doth your cap to for the working man's man of the match? I'm going to have to go with the corporates on that one. I'm going with Van Le Parra. Van Le Parra, yeah. Yes, I will. Regan? I know you only saw the first half because you're into Dublin. Danny Bart, probably. I'm going yeah. to say Van Le Parra purely for his wonderful run down the right wing and try and say that without getting your arse confused. <laughs> Alex? Uh, Carl Henry. Nah, oh, controversial choice. Oh. No, I'm just joking. Did he, get booed? Did he get booed? He, he got 
By his own fans, yeah. I actually didn't realise he was playing until the second half started. No, no I, 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 I totally didn't realise he was there was, a, there was a mixture, a few booed, and as he was on the right-hand side, he walked over, he got to about the middle of the pitch, and the majority just clapped him after that. So, I, I didn't, I clapped him, I've got no reason to boo him, to be honest. No, I don't think he, mm-hmm. I, I think, I like Carl Emery. Good, yeah, I've got, I, I have no, no he, animosity. So, Van der Poe, are you saying? Yeah. On that one, yeah, I'll be yes. Van der Poe as well. Get in that four can of... <laughs> Well, Carl's, Carl's Tenant super, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, and a, and, a, and a hat as well, and the hat of course, which embroidered with his name. <laughs> they can turn up to training every week. And the bankers caps, yeah, like England caps. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You've earned this. No, we can't give away stuff off the fan cast because we can't afford for the entire squad to leave. Yeah, agreed. So when we do, uh, when, when they do MTV groups for the homes, they go, "Well, they're my uh, my caps, fan cast caps." My cap- <laughs> This could be an expensive fan cast if we started knocking out fan cast caps and paying the fine for fine. I mean, it costs. <laughs> it's only fifty quid for the fine. We can split that between us. That's fine. Dad's going to ask for subs next week. So that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll set up a PayPal account. Where are we going? Yeah. Oh, direct debit. Can we? Can we not? Can we not just do like? A, I prefer standing order. <laughs> can we not just do like a fan cast player of the season high five with every pundit or something rather than giving him a t-shirt? Uh, we could do drumber. A bit younger for Alex's uh, generation. Do you remember Mano Man? I don't know. A bit younger for your generation. Do you remember Mano Man? As a kid, I only remember that. What's Mano Man? Mano Man was like a a dating show in the uh, in the late nineties. I think I did. Chris Tarrant hosted. Crash, crash. Chris Tarrant did host it. But what was good? You know what the really annoying thing is? I remember this show about two weeks ago. Couldn't remember what it was called, so I actually went on Chris Tarrant's Wikipedia to try and find (laughs) out what it's called. And it's not on there. I'm assuming it was really bad. The main bit of the show was there'd be perhaps a line of I think usually men. And the, for the woman to decide who stays in for the next round, they'd push them into a massive pool of water. Yes, that's the one. Oh. So I'm just wondering whether you just do that with all players. Ta- you, just, you, just walk, you, you walk up and down the line, and they've all got their hands on it to high five, and you're kind of teasing them, and then, oh no, maybe not here. Oh, it's a bit like, take, take me out. Like, take me out. That's my generation. Take me out is a modern version of Man O' Man. What's Chris Tarrant hench at this point? I've got this real yeah. vision for some reason of Chris Tarrant, like giving the old peck dance. You know, like one at a time, like right, left, right, left. That would right. haunt my dreams. In, in, in like a tank top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but like topless, that's the thing that concerns me. I've got this. That is recur- a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. recur- I've got this recurring image of Chris Tarrant topless da- doing a peck dance, and you wonder why I don't sleep. I'm so sorry, fancasters, <laughs> viewers, listeners. Duh. You, better, you better not cut this at all. That's the podcast title, Chris Tarrant's Peck Dance. <laughs> please, please leave that as the podcast. That will be left in. No, just leave that as the, the, the podcast title because you know that's going to get some random downloads. Some... It's a new audience. Yeah. Yeah. New, new audience share. If, they're gonna, if Wolves fans are going to let download the fancast, they're going to download it regardless of what it's called. So let's get new people. And before we finish on that bombshell, uh, keep your a fair point and a good point in, in the journey of all things of the Championship, I would say. I, I don't think you can ever complain at a point away from home. No. no. As long as you don't lose your away games, within reason. Even if they have only won one, one, once in nine games. Unless you're playing Bolton away. <gasps> we lost them, didn't we? Uh, we've got Bolton next. We're not going to talk about Bolton uh, now because it is too far away. So, right, that's where we'll leave this week's fo- podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Uh, Twitter at WWFC Fancast. Facebook, Wolves Fancast. Instagram, Wolves underscore Fancast. And you can email us at Wolves. Well, we'll change it on. 
Instagram to Wolves underscore fancast. It's always been. I thought it was WWFC fancast. No, it's Wolves underscore fancast. Who the hell am I following? <laughs> <laughs> and you can email us, um, send us your stories, anecdotes, funny things at uh, wolvesfootballfancast at gmail.com. Back next week to review that game against Bolton. We should beat Bolton, shouldn't we? Ooh. I know this is Wolves, but we should beat Bolton. I don't wonder if there are only two, two weeks this season time. to come against Wolves. So, so it's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to be one. And you never know, we might have some, a whole new squad of signings to show off. I don't know, that's the bed, bed sheet brigade it's on Tuesday night, isn't it? Can you not bring another sign that has something like, I prefer playing 3-1... The Christmas tree two. formation. Yeah, <laughs> just a proper eclectic um, formation. Just, just like a bed sheet saying, Dave Edwards is the Welsh Thomas Muller. Put that in the safe bank and then just <laughs> leave it. I might say, like, I, get everything, I demand a sweeper. <laughs> yeah. I get every bed sheet saying, play a right. sweeper. <laughs> Talking to Trigger. <laughs> Bring back Kevin Cooper. Yeah. <gasps> Kevin Cooper. Oh, Could Kevin we... Cooper should have made an appearance at the Rumble. <laughs> Kevin Cooper should have been number one. Could we not have someone make a random banner at the next home game? Like a proper random banner. Like like the uh, the Kevin Bring Back Kevin Cooper. Oh, I demand the sweeper. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening for this week. It's bye from Alex. Goodbye. Bye from Reek. See you later, guys. Bye from Adam. Goodbye. And it's bye from me. See you next week. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. ba da ba ba